What is going on, everybody? It is Trevin Pixley for the Lewiston Tribune Sports Podcast. And every time I get on this podcast, it's a struggle for me not to say, what is going on, everybody? It's Tree from Tree Talks. But somehow I have yet to say that. And join with me as always. What did I just tell you about self-promotion, buddy? Hey, there is my self-promotion. Go subscribe to Tree Talks on YouTube. Um, Don, how you doing, man? Um, I'm doing okay. It's been, let's just say it's been a very interesting week. Oh. <laughs> uh, my, my head has pretty much exploded and my week is coming to an end as we do this podcast on uh, Sunday evening, uh, January the 9th, uh, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Holy crap. 2022. 2022. You know. 2022 years. I, I think it's, it's wild to me. People that were, and it's probably even more wild to you because you know you were born in like the 1800s. But it, no, actually, it, it was like 1613. 1613. Yes. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And that would have been 1492. 1492. So you, I think so I'm even that's older. when you were born. Yeah, you're right. I'm even <laughs> older. That's yeah. a good point. There you go. You, you know, I mean. Couldn't you tell by the blue hair? The blue, the, the no hair is what oh, I thought. Oh, the no hair. Okay, so we're going to start there already. We're not even two minutes in, and we're going to the bald card. Yeah, we're going to go. Okay. Well, it's because you started you started this the other day when you said in my headshot that I did not look masculine enough in the headshot, and I okay, said so you were just jealous because I had hair. <laughs> okay, you did look like you were two. Yeah, well, I mean, that was probably, that was fresh out of high school, tree for that one, when I wrote a, uh, I, I think that was for a that, commentary the World piece. Series? Yeah. It was but, a... Wasn't that during the World Series in, in 19, 2019? No, no, I took that picture, actually, for a commentary piece, because the, um, uh, the RPI uh, Washington High School playoff system was too confusing for my liking. So, oh. so I wrote a commentary piece about how confusing it was. Well, see, you know, you, you have this great affinity for numbers. Oh, God. Let's not bring, let's not bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be... We can, we can just we, go we just, off on me we, about we're gonna, numbers. We're going to go hack on each other all <laughs> night, but if we do that, we'll, like, blow the whole entire podcast. But, but yes, Tree with Numbers... <laughs> Is a fun time to watch, folks. Well, it, it's funny because I'll, I'll sit there and I'll watch. I'll watch Don edit my numbers, and he's like, or edit my edit my stories that you know will have way too much numbers for me to even include because I'll get confused while writing the story, and he'll say, "You can't, you can't get four points here because it was five points here," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right. That, that, that doesn't make sense." And then I just I was like, "I read my notes wrong." And he's like, "He just." Don't know how to add or subtract, do you? Ah, <laughs> uh, hearkening back to Saturday night fun on the desk, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, those, those are always my favorite times. But no, this week, I mean, honestly, since I've, I've been back in the office, I think was one of the more stressful weeks for me, at least. I mean, there was a, there was a two-day span, two- or three-day span, where... You know, like most of the high school games in the area got canceled, luckily for, you know, bus drivers and, you know, to be safe um, on the roads. But the driving back from Colfax for me <laughs> was one of the most hectic situations I've ever been in. So um, 
little backstory before you know we dive right into this podcast uh you know after you know i had the seizures and stuff i didn't do a whole lot of driving so that was like my first time really driving in heavy snow and it was just hitting me in the face and this, i now now folks this was on tuesday night after uh trevin had covered the uh asotna colfax double header uh northeast 2b league double header so yeah. continue and congratulations to uh azure kai for scoring her 1000th point by the way and, and michelle Berger too for i mean i mean i'm sorry camden Berger from uh, grangeville as well oh did she hit her thousand uh yeah she actually did that at the vista oh yeah, no, well, we didn't find, there for that. Well, well, we didn't find out un, until Coach Barger, uh, you know, reached out to me uh, last weekend, and I actually included it in a, in a notebook piece that we had in the middle of the week. But anyway, can, please continue with your yeah. with, with, with your driving with Treve uh, yeah. tales. Dri- driving with Treve, that's that's going to be our newest podcast. Yeah, yeah yes. Um, and, and it was fine the whole ride up. It was right. relaxing. And I was like, you know, I seen the winter storm advisory and I was like, you know, maybe they lied to us. You know, the they don't know anything. And so I I get back in and our photographer, Zach, he took a picture when he left the building and said, Hey man, you're good. It's not snowing. And I was like ten minutes away from finishing my story. So I was like, perfect. It's not even a snow. Great. Right when I get outside and start stomping snow. Of course it does, <laughs> because why not? <laughs> and I'm talking like dumping hardest I've seen at snow ever, and I'm driving on the Well, on the he says ever. <laughs> on the other hand, we had 7.2 inches on December the 30th, so... Driving conditions. Okay, well, again... <laughs> I was sleeping during the 7.2 inches of snow. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So, when I was driving, I was getting like so road sick to the point where I felt like I was on a roller coaster. Like I didn't even feel like I was moving. Right. Yeah. So, but luckily I had made it all the way home. He, he, yeah, this is, this is great folks. He gets all the way into Lewiston and then. Yeah. And I, and I, it turns like an hour. It was an hour ride turned into, it was like an hour and a half. I, I right. took it slow. Like I had sem- right. semis passing me right. on the way Which home. Which is smart for you to do, you know, to, Kind of take it slow and, and, and let the big rig say, "Hey, you know, I, the, you know. This, they've been there before." Right, you right, know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Treve hasn't. Yeah. They have. Yeah, exactly. So, I I get to I get to Lewiston and I'm I'm calling my girlfriend and I and, and it's the funny thing was is I'm asking her if she wants Taco Bell because Taco Bell's still open at this point. <laughs> and, 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 and of course, as you all know, you know Taco Bell is the food of the Lewiston Tribune Sports Department. Oh yes. You know, past and present. Mm-hmm. I I will eat Taco Bell we'll, four we'll, or five times a week. We will all vouch for Taco Bell, including our former writer Colton Clark. Oh yeah, I remember nights like Colton would come over to my house and he'd he'd be like, "Oh, do you want a quesadilla or something?" I'd be like, "Yeah, give me some, I'll pay you." <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. So anyway, continue, yeah. my friend. And and then I was like, "It's like, well, wait, don't we? We still have some some soft tacos in the fridge. <laughs> we have some leftover Taco Bell from two days ago." Ah. So so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna save some money and get home. So, Smart move. So we get on. So you thought? Yeah. So I thought. So I'm still talking to her, and I'm on thing grade, and thing grade. Uphill, just a patch of ice, all of it. But I'm not worried, you know. The old, oh no! <laughs> the old Jeep 
has done its fair share. It's I, I'm proud of it. I'm patting it on the back. I even when I got you giving it loves, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, who's a pretty girl? <laughs> yes, you is. Yeah. When I got home, even I was like, "You did so great." I'm like, "You're awesome." And then, and then, and then, <laughs> da, 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 da. I hit a patch of ice and I slide so bad, my backhand goes right in front and I get completely turned around. I'm spinning. He thought I was sick before on the drive. I'm really sick now from all the spins that I'm doing. <laughs> and Ari's on the phone. She just hears me go, oof. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm trying to get out. I'm like, I'm stuck. So luckily for me, Ariana works at a truck uh, diesel mechanic shop. So she... You, you want to promote him while we're at it? Yeah, shout out to Dundee Trucking. There you go. Sponsor the podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, maybe we can get him to sponsor it. That's a... That, that, no, there's an ingenious idea, friend. See, when we, when we just start talking on the podcast, we come up with these ideas, they work. Yeah, they're not always smart, but they're ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... She comes in, big old lifted diesel truck, right? Because she can oh, drive that oh, little, yeah. little five foot four girl coming out of this truck. And she gets it all strapped in. I don't know how to do any of that stuff, but she does, luckily. Right, because <laughs> she's the man of the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she handles all that stuff, right? right. She, she, she changes my oil. She does all that stuff. She, she gets under the hood, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just type, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm just a typer. I'm just a typer and a talker. You right, know? So, you know. So she straps it in. And and by this time there's like caught there's a cop too and she's she's helping us whatever and then she gets it strapped in fine to go she's telling me back and then she's like well I'm gonna pull in to this gas station here and then we're gonna see if you can drive it home she turns in to the gas station right when she did it <laughs> front bumper completely rips off. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it was clean. And, and P.T. Barnum is on the case. <laughs> clean rip. I, oh, no. I, I watched Ariana. She's on the phone with me, and she just sighs, and I see the tears coming out of her eyes, and she gets out, and she is so upset. It's dumping snow, and she's just lifting up the front bumper and throwing it in the back seat of the truck. And, oh, no. And, and then somehow I'm able to drive it home, like, from there. But, with no bumper, mind you. Yeah, with no bumper. And, uh, and yeah, you know, at the time, you know, very, very troubling. But, you know, now it, it's literally one of those things you can look back now and, and laugh at. So I'm, I'm glad Well, now. because obviously we are laughing, but... <laughs> You know, considering the, you know, the angry texts I got at, oh, I don't know, uh, noon on Wednesday. I had to sleep it off. Followed by one at, oh, I don't know, 1.40 on Wednesday. And then another one at 10 minutes till 2 on Wednesday. I was so and then, mad. And then followed up with one at, like, 2 o'clock and 2.05. Oh, yeah. And then followed by the one at 2.09 when we were talking about the the Colton Clark hitting the cow incident. Yeah. You know, I thought... Oh, you know, I thought I was down a part-timer for uh, a writer for about, oh, I don't know, maybe six days. Oh. But, you know, Thankful. that that being said, you know, we're going to give a shout-out to Ari yeah. and, and, and say big ups, thanks, much appreciated. 
God love you. Somebody's got to. Yep. And unfortunately for you, it's the guy who sits across <laughs> the street from me. Yeah, yeah, I know. She's not a very lucky gal. Dude, <laughs> dude, dude, here's the thing. You got a first-round draft pick out of the deal. What did she get in return? Uh, she got a consolation pick. So she got <laughs> I think she got a compensation pick. Yeah. Somebody who likes the Jags. Oh, but shouts out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, hey, did they win a game? They won today. That's right. They Pick. beat the Patriots. Beat the Colts, actually. Oh, no, that's right. They did beat we the Colts. We got smoked by the Patriots. Oh, that's right. Ah, no, I was thinking the Miami Dolphins with uh, Jesse Davis, you know, the former Soton standout. They beat the Patriots today. Yeah, and, uh, <sighs> yeah, you know, yeah. kicked the Colts out of the playoffs, and you know the best part about that. Before, What's that? Before we dive into the to, to the, the actual to what we're actually what we're doing. Yeah, um, we won the game, still get the number one draft pick. So that is, that is all key. Yeah, but what are you going to do with that? My God. I mean, let's see. you you got to hire a new coach. Oh, yeah. You had the number one pick this past uh, year, and what did you get for that? Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, who's that? Uh, Flopsy Mopsy? As Jahad Woods calls him. I think that's his name. Jahad. Jahad, uh, Jahad yes. Woods calls him. Uh, White Jesus. He's, he, he, you know what? He does kind of look like White Jesus, so doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, but, I mean, you know, White Jesus? Blaine Gabbert. Why, 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 why are we why are we having to use racial racial overtones here? Well, you know, because just... isn't Jesus whoever you want him to be? Exactly. White, black, you know, um, Asian, anything. You know, you what whatever you want. Well, yeah, you know, he just he's always got Trevor. He's Santa his Claus, could he? he? He's got Trevor Lawrence on his uh, Instagram story and is always making fun of him, calling him White Jesus. But uh, but anyway, let's. Speaking... Uh, let, let, Speaking of white Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the avenue I was going, but that's a good Yeah, well, good, there's a hell of a segue. Good good, uh, good turnaround there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of teams that might be looking for... Speaking of Jahad Woods and the Washington State Cougars. Oh, the the one that the Jags... The Jags and Jahad Ward. That's who the Jags ah, have. Ah, Ward. Uh, Ward. You said Woods, Yeah, by yeah, way. yeah. Ward is for the Jags. Ah, okay. That's, that's who it is. He but anyway, the, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna segue yeah. now into um, a little bit of college football, and there is a little bit of news, just a bit, I believe, made on the college football front this week. Uh, Trev, please speak on it. Well, you know, if you are avid listeners. To the Lewis and Tribune Sports Podcast. We know all five of you are. Yeah, all five of you. We kind of told you. And that includes my daughter and my son. Hey, there you go. So, you know, the Nielsen ratings in my household's up. Hey, there you go. No one in my household listens. Well, you know, again, I guess Ari gets knocked down to a second-round draft. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) She she took too long to work on the G. Right, yeah. My parents had to take me to the Lewis game. Yeah, well, what do you do? Like I said, if you are a loyal listener to this podcast, you kind of knew about Jaden Delora's possibilities. In in fact, I believe we talked about this three to four. Was it three weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was three weeks ago, and we talked there about There were some it. rumors going around then about about Jaden possibly leaving, you know, maybe because they were going to go away from the, uh, the from their own shoot and go back, kind of go back to a hybrid of, um, you know, former coach Mike Leach's air raid. Well, guess what, folks? Come it. Friday, he did it. Now, it doesn't mean, necessarily mean that he's actually leaving, 
as our as our beat writer Dale Garmert pointed out in his story, but he has in, entered the transfer portal. And as I was talking with the former sports editor and the current city editor here at the paper, Matt Bainey, where is he going to go? I think where could he go? Personally, I think he's just trying to figure out where Nick Rolovich finds the next job. <laughs> I'm just, I no, no, but I mean that's there's the correlation. There. There's a correlation there. I mean, and in fact, I believe if you read, um, if you read, if you've read the story that Dale put out in Saturday's paper, Rolovich even made kind of a small, slight undertoning mention of that fact. You know, there's um. I just don't know where he would want to go, where he would be in a better situation than he would be in Washington State. You know, I I think personally, you know, you got this new head coach. He's bringing in, I think, a great philosophy to Washington State. I've kind of flipped the whole 180 on the on the Dicker hiring, and I think you know it's it's gonna work out, and hopefully the recruiting process works out. Yada yada yada. But I mean, you have a starting job here. This is a team that believes in you, and you know you're gonna go enter the transfer portal, and it's just something you're gonna see in college football. And I mean, you're already seeing a lot of it. And I think he might be trying to go somewhere where he could go to maybe a bigger school, a notable school, to where he can maybe make more money. But at the same time, you know, what is that bigger school that he's gonna go to and have an opportunity? to get that starting job and to be a leader and get that opportunity. Maybe we'll find out soon enough, but as I was racking my brain on Friday to try to figure out where he was going to go, there was two spots that came to my mind. Um, one, he could return home and go to Hawaii. That's what I was, I was going to think. Okay. It, that would be kind of a logical landing spot. It, it, and I don't know really if it's a step down I mean, it is, but it isn't because you're going from a Pac-12 school to a Mountain West school. So, I mean, but it's also a mid-tier Pac-12 school to, I don't know, maybe a mid-tier Mountain West school that has the opportunity at times to, to, to contend for, for that title. Here's the other spot that I think will... Make your eyes bulge. But, again, on background, if you read, you might understand it. Mississippi State. You know, because that wouldn't make too much sense. Because it isn't the whole reason he wants to leave Washington State because they're kind of going towards an air raid offense. But guess who recruited him and signed him? Mike Lee? Bingo! Maybe Delora, Delora might it's just be... Kind of str- it's, it's really, to me, a strange dichotomy. Because, again, he signed under Leach, who was an air raid guy, and then Rolovich comes in. Now, again, let's keep this in the back of our mind. Rolovich came from the University of Hawaii, so he had contact with Delora when Delora was a high school kid in Honolulu. Yeah. So there, there, there is history there, but there's also history between him and Leach because again, 
Leach recruited him. Leach signed him before Leach went to Mississippi State. You know, I mean, it's not out of the realm of a possibility. But those are the only. I'm sorry, Trev. No, those right. are the only two schools that I can think of where he would have an opportunity right off the bat. And he's going to have, if I'm not mistaken, he's going to have three years of eligibility left. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a chance that the things that he's saying about him wanting to leave because of the change of the offense might be a deeper Meaning as to maybe he just doesn't want to play for Dickert, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's another thing that kind of, you know, in the deep, dark recesses of my mind on on Friday night, once I went to sleep, which you don't want to know about. uh, No. um, You know, that thought kind of popped into my head as to, but, but why? I mean, to me... Dickert's kind of a guy, you know, yeah, Rolovich was a player's coach. But I feel like so is Dickert. You know, so I don't know. I Maybe there's, maybe he's, he's thinking there's a move more toward a defensive stance with this team instead of an offensive, you know, instead of them going, you know, heading more toward offense. But again, I, I think with the hires that Dickert has made on the offensive side, I don't feel like they're going away from, you know, really from what they're doing. They're just tweaking it a little bit more. Yeah. But who am I to judge? I don't know. I'm just some dumb 50-year-old sports writer. Exactly. You know, everybody knows that. So, um, you know. Well played. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um you know, maybe when you when you look at the context of everything going on here with Delora, it's it's probably not about you know the the money. It's probably not about the run and shoot spread offense thing. It for me when I dive into it, I think it's just because he doesn't want to be a part of Washington State anymore. And at the end of the day, if that's what he doesn't want to do, I mean that's. That's fine. I mean, you're coming right. off of a season that was so dysfunctional, and it's like you're probably not. Do you really want to be around that anymore? Exactly. You're probably not going to have to face that this year. When no. you know, there's it's going to be more stable, obviously. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more stability there this year. I feel like than there has been in the last couple of years in particular. But after you know, maybe a fresh start is not a bad thing necessarily either for this kid. Yeah, I mean, he is a kid, you know, he's young. I mean, he's trying to just Well, he's out. just about as old as you are. Exactly, you know, we're talking... And don't you need a fresh start? I, <laughs> more than you know. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Again, well played. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. But, yeah, I mean, a fresh start might not be might not be bad for, for uh, Delora. Speaking of fresh starts, U of I... Got their coaching staff together. Well, though. most of the coaching, most of the coaching staff is now together, and and um, the state board approved uh, Jason X contract this week. It was approved on Thursday. Um, Eck will be uh, Eck has a five year contract. He's going to have a base salary of three hundred thousand dollars, which includes one hundred twenty five thousand uh, dollars between all of his media obligations. Um, you know, he could also earn another almost 
$80,000 in incentives, depending on what Idaho does, you know, like if they um, make the playoffs, win the national championship, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a source of controversy when Paul Petrino was here, uh, especially after the team dropped down from the uh, football bowl sub subdivision to the FCS, was his contract. Uh, Paul made almost $450,000 per season, which was reportedly among the highest in the conference. Uh, basically, you're cutting that yeah. with, with that, but... He's still getting paid a good amount. He's still getting paid a good amount. And if you do not follow this guy on social media, you absolutely must. Him and his wife both... Just outstanding follows on Twitter. Now, I'm not on Instagram. I, I, I should say that. I am on Instagram, but my my account is dormant. So, I'm really not on there. But, I can tell you, they are outstanding follows. However, I'm kind of diverging from the topic. Um, I'm surprised so you have an Instagram. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think really? I think that's the most surprising thing you said in that whole paragraph. Wait till I get TikTok. Oh yeah, that's gonna be. You the dare day. me to get TikTok? I bet, don't you? I I don't. What's your content gonna be like? Oh, I'm sure I could come up with something. I, I you probably like go viral. Pretty pretty young ten year old daughters who like sing and dance, or one year old black cats. I don't know. <laughs> oh goodness! There, 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 there was. A, and we need, and we need to move to another topic. Yes, there's. We are just, we are off topic today, but yeah, it's, we're, oh, we're having fun. Oh God, we are. Oh, holy crap! Yeah, we, we, uh, we need to get back on topic. But no, seriously. Um, Thursday, it was also announced that they hired. Um, they, uh, what, what's the guy's name? He's got a really weird long name. Um. Oh gosh, I'm I'm drawing a complete blank here. Actually, it's in Friday's paper. The offensive coordinator. Big swap, but you know Jason Eck. I think no, not Jason. I know. I was gonna. I was gonna. No, it's been something else. Sorry, my apologies. You I are should, so I unorganized. Yeah, I know. Luke Slussinger. I'm sorry. This this man just he got actually, a bunch of papers. He actually everywhere. was announced on Tuesday on the, and yes, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit here because they deserve it. Tubs at the club. You know, those boys do a great job, you know, kind of breaking some uh, UI news. Um, uh, Luke Slussinger, who was over at um, South Dakota State with uh, – with a Eck, he's going to be the offensive coordinator. They also, I believe, announced somebody else on the uh, on the team uh, at that point. Uh, Ty Tyler Sutton. Yes. Tyler Sutton, actually, a real surprise. He's going to be the running backs coach and the uh, recruiting. Oh, I'm sorry, not the running backs coach. That was actually named two days later. I'll get to that. Tyler Sutton's going to be the tight ends coach and the recruiting coordinator. They got him out of sunny California, University of San Diego. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big a get. Big, big get. I feel like. And U of I needs that man. They need some spice. They and that's, they they need a little bit of juice in their offense. 
and you know, it's it's not to say that the offense was terrible because there were times under Petrino where the offense looked pretty good, especially when you have a guy like a Zach Borich. Well, I but mean, there needs to be a little bit more pizzazz, and I kind of feel like those two hires, along with some of the other hires that you know that Eck has made, you know, the last couple of days, you know, in particular, is getting them going in the right direction. Yeah, you know, and I think the offense with Petrino and uh, U of I last year and the last couple years, as my parlay falls apart. Live and during the podcast, that that hurts. Oh, but, by the way, Trevor, how much money were you going to make if you won the parlay? That was going to be a three hundred dollar get and just on a twenty dollar lay. Yeah, and I had the opportunity to cash out at one hundred and fifty, but I decided to. He, he doubled down. I doubled down. Went all in and Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert just said, "Nah, I'll pat you'll pass." I. I always bet against Justin Herbert too, and I just University of Oregon. And that throw that he just made, actually, if you guys if you guys are not watching this game live, that throw that Justin Herbert made, you know, uh, here in the fourth quarter with about four and a half left to go, I swear to God, he looked like Bernie Kosar. <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> Doesn't he? Kind of... He looked. He looked like he threw it sidearm. You know, and now the $25 that we got from the Steelers game, we're going to start betting on horses when I get home. So, well, <laughs> hey, you know, I've heard there's some good ones over at Santa Anita tonight. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> so We're going to have to get, we're going to have to. All right. So, again, you know, we in. have kind of uh, moved off topic. It was but, it was a heartbreaker for me. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, anytime a guy loses money, <laughs> you got to feel a little sorry for him. Oh, you don't feel sorry at all. No, I don't really. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you and Bainey, you and Bainey both have gambling problems. Oh no, I know it's it's, it's just it's, it's kind of pathetic. <laughs> it's not. It great. really is pathetic. It's not great. You know, I mean, as much as I love you guys, you know, the the, the fact that you guys gamble legally is one thing. The fact that you gamble illegally, <laughs> on the other hand. Oh, wait a minute. Did I say that out loud? I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. That was just against a friend. This no, game yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. For entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is why you listen to the Lewis and Tribune sports podcast. Because, well, you know, just go off on tangents. Why not? Yeah, it's fun. No, but in all seriousness, you know, they made they made a couple more hires, here, you know, here on Friday. Uh, they hired a D.C. defensive coordinator. Uh, the guy's name is da, 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 Rob Orich. He is also from, well, he's actually from ex-rival, University of South Dakota. Yeah. You know, and then they hired Thomas Ford, a special teams coordinator. Thomas Ford is kind of familiar to, to people in this area because he was the uh, quality control assistant at the University of Washington the last two years. He also was the head coach at Division II Simon Frazier, who Idaho played in their first game uh, in the 2021 fall season. And then they hired uh, Joe Tripodi as the offensive line coach. So, again, five hires within the span of three to four days. I kind of feel like things are really going in the right direction here. Well, you know, and it's nice, too. You know what I mean? It's um, some of them have a bit of connection to the university. Right. You know, but it's. It's more, it feels more fresh. 
to me. You know, that's the biggest thing I feel like. It's not stale. Yeah, and and what I was gonna say earlier before my parlay fell apart. You know, <laughs> the the the, off, right. the offense with Petrino. And you can't you you cannot interrupt when a man's losing his money. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it, it's kind of like you know frozen yogurt without the toppings on it, right? What? It's, it's just frozen yogurt without the toppings on it. Okay, please explain. It, it's. You know, when you go out to get frozen yogurt, right? You don't just. But see, I don't go out to get frozen yogurt. If I'm going to go anywhere, I'm going to Dairy Queen. Cheap plug there. I'm going to Dairy <laughs> Queen or Baskin Robbins to get me some fresh ice cream. Well, why am I getting yogurt? Well, if you're getting frozen yogurt, you know you go to Spot On Yogurt. Also, spot no, on I ice. would, I would, I went there once. Yeah, and you know, see, see what we're doing here. Yeah, plugging, plugging. You know, sponsors. And um, <laughs> if you go there, you know, you're not just going to get the frozen yogurt in the cup. You're going right. to put on the sprinkles. You're going to put on the graham crackers and all that. Petrino. No, no, no. No. I'm putting on the gummy bears. <laughs> I'm putting on the Fruit Loops. Okay. I'm putting on the Golden Grams. You're putting on the fixings. I'm putting everything, including, including the kitchen sink. And that's what, you know, Jason Eck and this new... U of I coaching staff feels like. With Petrino, right. it seems like you're just getting the cup, filling it with the frozen yogurt, and, and you're leaving. And you're going home. That's what the offense felt like last year. And, you know, the team as a whole. Now, you're kind of getting all this fancy new, you know, coaches, new toys, you know, these fancy toppings. And, you know, you're just, you're ready to see what they can produce. Are you ready to run through a brick wall right now? Oh, yeah. If I'm a U of I fan, I'm like, this is new. This is something, you know, as a as a person that follows a franchise that has been less than lackluster and has really broken my heart a time or two, I know what it's like to be excited about this kind of thing. And if you are a U of I fan, I think you have reason to be excited. Now, here's the next thing. They only recruit. They only signed two recruits in the early signing period. That ended in December. Let's see what kind of atmosphere this generates for the February second signing period, because I really feel like this could generate a good recruiting class for them. You know, yeah. getting getting this kind of turnaround with these this amount this amount of a coaching staff. With, and the quality that's there, I feel like it could do them some good. Now, again, as we've stated in more than one podcast in the past, don't have national championship expectations right off the bat. No. You know. It's going to be a I mean, build. You, you cannot get to the same level that, let's say, oh, Montana State just got to, even though they got drummed by North Dakota State yesterday in the FCS title game. You're not going to get to that level. Not yet. Even with a freshman quarterback that Montana State had. Now, can you, I don't know, maybe win four to five games? You know, maybe. But, I mean, you know, you can't set the ex- – Now, you know, uh, Terry Golick has set the expectations high. As she should. As she should because she runs the, she runs the department. But, yeah, you know, let's I, let's be realistic here. Four to five wins next year, I say that's a success. This right, is right, right, right where we're at right now. You know, in early January, this is about as realistic as an NCAA fourteen rebuild goes. 
You know, when you load up NCAA 14 on your PlayStation 3, you always immediately... I thought it was on PlayStation 2. 14's on the PlayStation 3. Oh, okay. So, again, I'm showing my age. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't say, like, Atari, Nintendo 64. Well, I mean, (laughs) I I had the 2600, dude. Yeah. And let me tell you, that was some bomb graphics. No, 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 no. Better yet. Mattel and television. Oh, I'm telling you, you probably logged so I many hours had, in Tetris, huh? Uh, no, no, no. I logged so many hours with Mattel and television's NFL football. Ooh. I won the freaking game. There you go. That's you... my dad had in television, and that was like the bomb. That was like state of the art graphics in 1985. When you load up NCAA 14, the first team you pick to rebuild, even if you're not from the area, is always University of Idaho. Why is this? Because they're a one star. And and that does that go to say how bad they are? I you know you're gonna have to. I can't even. Was Enderly the quarterback in 14? Who? Nathan Enderly. Was he the guy? Yeah, in 14? Maybe. Yeah, so I can't I can't really think of. I judge U of I teams based off of quarterbacks because I can't think of. Who was, who else was on the team around then? But you know, you you look at those teams, and you're rebuilding, and you're behind the controller. Jason Eck right now has his controller. Right. He did <laughs> well with the signings and the staff that he brought on. And you know, let's see, let's see his road to glory. Let's see, let's see what he does with this staff that he brings on. And as always, you know, we are always looking to bring some sponsors on to the podcast but until then this uh podcast is brought to you by inland 360 and inland360.com find a complete calendar of regional events and a wide array of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at inland360.com it's where you go for what you need inland360.com we can't do the Santa Claus bit on that one anymore. Santa, Santa up and left. No, no, I don't know what we can do now. Yeah, no, the, I was going to say. Well, what are we going to do? Uh, oh, Cupid! Cupid! Oh, Cupid is, co- I got Cupid my- is coming up. Have you gotten your uh, first your first round draft pick anything yet? You know, it's funny because today on, on the way to do laundry, we were talking about holidays and how there's a, a lull period here. And she said, well, there's still Valentine's Day. And I'm like, I forgot. Okay, so so let me let me ask you this. Is it a real holiday or do you think like I do? Yes, like I do. Because you're a Scrooge. Because I'm a Scrooge <laughs> and think it's a Hallmark holiday. It definitely is a Hallmark holiday. But I mean, you know, you got you to gotta at least give your old lady some flowers, right? You know, you got to. Gotta give her some really? flowers. Yeah. Really? That's, that's I call my. That's what I call. Really? That's what I call Ari, my old lady. Well, no, 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 oh. no, no. I'm not. I'm not talking about the old lady. I'm talking about you actually forking over money to give her something. <laughs> you go to the grocery store. You find the dude. Penny. Do you realize? Okay. I make not enough. For me. And you make less. Yeah. So I make not enough. I've got two kids I gotta feed. (laughs) How in the blue, you know what? Am I supposed to get my wife anything? You know what? You know what is it? You know what I do with my wife? I said, (laughs) I'd love to know. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you would. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you. Thank you, honey, every day for taking care of the kids. Thank you. She says, 
You're welcome. Now get out of my house. And she says, "You're welcome. Now go make me some money." Yeah. <laughs> and then you come and, home with no money. And she says, "Go make me some money and an exp- expletive after that." Yeah, you know. You can only you you can use your imagination as to what the expl- expletive is. Ari says something along the lines of that too, but then I spend my money on parlays that I lose. Right. But, well, <laughs> yeah. which which really makes you you know. High up on the list at your house. Hell, I don't even do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, you were a gambling man back then. Well, no, not that I was a gambling man. See, here, here's the thing. I was doing fantasy baseball. I did fantasy football. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I did, that. you know, two, three leagues. I did fantasy basketball. I even did fantasy hockey. You know, I would... You know, every year I would I'm take just out like, a couple brackets. Are you kidding me? We bet on the Masters here. Yeah. We bet, yeah, the Masters, a golf tournament. Are you kidding me? You know, put that stuff on. You know, oh, what, what's the website? On what that I mean? No, 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 no. Um, there, there's a couple of websites. You know that you can bet on golf. I don't know. I've never bet on golf. I bet on horses. (laughs) Well, there's got to be. I know there's a couple of places. I just can't think of them right off the bat. You know what's funny? What's that? Is we're we're successful on uh, two episodes back to back on you know what. So I think that's. (laughs) Yeah, but see, here's the one thing about that. I caught myself before it actually came out. Yeah, I know. That was. Whereas you, on the other hand, you let it go. Yeah, yeah. Mine was a little bit. Yours was a little bit more obvious than than, than mine. At least I played it off. Yeah, there you go. See? We have fun here, don't we? Yeah, well, you you know, you have to. You got it. You only have to. Oh, by the way, it is um, 8.33 Pacific Time on a Sunday evening. Uh, I just got an email, actually, from our friend, Denny Grubb. The one and only Denny Grubb. Um, And I've got some news I've got to report here. And I hope this is not where this is heading. But unfortunately, it looks not very good. Um, Denny uh, actually reached out to me and in an email and said that uh, the son of uh, LCSE uh, baseball legend Ed Sheff said that his dad is not doing very well. And, and I'm going to read you the email that I got from Denny. Uh, and it's actually from Ed's son. Um, quote, unquote, for anyone that's wondering, my dad isn't doing too well. He's back in the hospital and was told today that he doesn't have too long left to live. They made an exception to the visitation rules and let my mom visit him today. My dad was adamant about going home against medical advice, but he finally agreed to stay when they made accommodations for my mom to stay tonight. The current plan for him is to return in the morning in the next day or two on hospice care, and he's going to have all his loved ones by his side. I cannot imagine how difficult and sad it must be to have a loved one spend their final hours alone in the hospital. I'm hoping and praying that the doctors are wrong and telling him to keep fighting so that he can spend more time with his grandkids. This is just, I I mean, this is really, 
I have to be honest with you. I, I received a text message on New Year's Eve from our publisher kind of saying this. I hope for, I, I was not here when Ed was here. I've heard nothing. I've heard all the stories about Ed, some good, some bad. Um, but for those fans who love baseball, who love LC baseball in particular, and who just love the uh, Lewis Clark State College, you know, athletic department and that community, I truly hope that he fights. I, I truly hope that he he hangs on for a little bit longer because, you know, he means a lot to this community. He means everything to that program. And, and to see a legend, a, 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 a baseball legend, you know, we, we, we throw that word around a lot. But, but Ed, really, whether you like him or you hate him, he was a legend in this town. He was a legend at that school. Whether you love him or you hate him, you hate to see or you hate to hear anything bad like this happening. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna raise a glass on behalf of myself and, and, and the people who work here who have worked with Ed, you know, and say keep fighting because this is really devastating news. This is not something any any of us want to hear. And we just want them to keep fighting, you know, no matter what. You know, no matter again. No matter whether you loved him or hate him, you know, he meant a lot to this community. And, you know, just our, our thoughts and our prayers are with him. So. 100%. And, and, and I apologize. You know, I, I wanted to make sure I got that in, you know, before we kind of move on. And, and I think we're going to move on to high schools here. But um actually actually there is one other one other college item that we're going to deal with and it does have to deal with lc and it's also not relatively good news um you know the the basketball teams uh who who've gotten off to a really good start this year oh yeah uh, between the two teams uh they they've won i, I want to say 24 games and only had lost three heading into this weekend but you know as with everybody now, they have to deal with protocols uh, because of COVID-19. Somebody just checked off a Don Bingo board. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is not the bingo board that you want to check off, quite frankly, because... It's tough. They they had a, they had a positive test, dinged on them. Um, it was on the women's team, apparently. And the teams found out actually when they were they were actually already in Klamath Falls to you know and they were preparing to face off against Oregon Tech, who both team both the men's and the women's teams were within striking distance of, of first place in the conference against Oregon Tech, but because of rules within the conference. They got dinged. Now, it was the women's team who came up with the positive test. So, they had to forfeit their games. 
over the weekend. They had to forfeit their games Friday at Oregon Tech and Saturday at Southern Oregon. Here's where the problem comes in, but I also kind of understand why it happened. The men's team, who had no positive tests, zero, zero positive tests, also got dinged, had a forfeit, had a forfeit both games. Now, instead of being six and one with the possibility of being eight and one or even seven and two in the conference, the men's team is now behind the eight ball. They're now six and three in the conference. Poll voters are going to look at this this week because that's because the top twenty-five is going to be released on Wednesday, and they're not going to know what happened. They're, just, they're going to see what they're going to see the fact that they lost. And they're probably going to drop out. So it's a twofold problem here, or a twofold issue now coming up with LC's men, in particular. Yeah. One, they get dinged with two losses without having to play a game because, and for no reason. It it sounds like. And two, they're going to take a hit in the national polls, which three, pretty much irritated Coach Austin Johnson. Now, he has taken down the tweet, but the tweet was up pretty much most of the day on Friday. And I'm going to read this tweet verbatim. He responded to a tweet from the conference by saying, it's not entirely accurate that they they were dinged. Men's team could compete as zero positive tests, but men's didn't want to proceed. But rules are rules. Still unsure why um, at CCC Sports, which is the Cascade Conference's sports Twitter handle, will allow weather reschedule, but for anything COVID-related, it's a forfeit. Tough to explain to players who are following protocols. Yeah, you know. This is really a horrible situation for LC. Unfortunately... They're kind of caught twist in between here. Yep. What say you? You know, this is an LC team that I feel like they're always facing adversity, man. <laughs> this this is a team that This has been a two, three year ongoing thing with them that they face some kind of adversity, be it through COVID or something else. Yeah. And you know, even though it sucks and it, it to explain that to somebody like if you explain like this whole COVID thing like if you explain to a person on another planet like what this whole COVID thing is and like you you, you got it down pat you know he lived here you for, think you have it down yeah and then you think you have it down and then you tell them well this team didn't have any positive tests and they still they still got deemed because they were on the same bus and you know that's just the way it goes. Well, and, and, and that's and that again. That's that's. And the, you know, I don't know how to explain it. it. It's for those who who don't understand the logistics of what goes on with an NAIA school and their limited budgets. Teams, you know, especially like basketball in particular, they they try to cut the costs as much as possible by you know 
having both teams ride on the same bus to go to the same site, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure that the radio, the radio crews do the same thing. So, Brian Danner, I hope like heck you are not positive. You know, you're my you're my boy, but you know, you know, and it, and it's it's crazy that but but because of budget constraints, you know, this is what NAIA teams have to do. They're kind of forced to do things of this nature. And this is where it bites them in the backside. Yeah. And it's crazy like you know, and and it's comparing apples to oranges, like comparing like the NAIA to the NCAA or any other, you know, sports organization. But, you know, if you have somebody on your team that tests positive for COVID, you know, that player is just on COVID protocol. The game goes on as is. And you got, you got to think like, why is that not the case in this scenario? And it goes to a forfeit. Like that's well, this is the problem that we run into now. I mean, you've got leagues all the way from Power Five all the way down to NAIA who are looking, as much as I hate to say this, and maybe it might not be the case in the NAIA, okay? But I can tell you the case in the NCAA, they're looking at the almighty buck. So they're going to do everything they can. Well, that's probably why they can to reschedule yeah. to reschedule games, and they can't do it. You know, you're going to be late. You're going to be saddled. Yeah, that's you're going to be saddled with a loss. And and there's only certain days and certain times and certain you know dates that you can you can play games. Well, and you know Austin Johnson but when he sent that tweet. I'm Austin sure Austin has a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sure when he sent that tweet, you know, he's frustrated. But this is a guy, and this is a team that has faced some adversity. And I'm sure, you know, once – because, you know, the tweet's down now. So I'm sure once yeah. he put that out, he let his frustration out. And he's he's a guy that, you know, handles himself well. I'm sure this is a teaching moment. This is something that he's going to take, and he's going to lean on it. And he's going to say, well, you know, now our record shows what we are. But we know when we step on the court, that's not what our we know. Is. We know who we are. Exactly. You know. We know where this versus what this says. Mm-hmm. Now, again, in Austin's case, he's venting his frustration, and I don't know necessarily. I, I'm going to take the side that I don't know that I would have taken it down. I wouldn't have either. I mean, I just stand. I would have stood my ground on that situation. And and maybe you know, I don't know if powers that be told him to take it down, or you know, maybe he thought in hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty. Okay, you know, maybe I'll just yeah, whatever. This is a point maybe where I may have let this stood. Well, you know, and you got to think too. I mean, me and you are degenerates. Like he's no, he's a he's right. a he's a guy with class. He's a respectable guy. <laughs> yeah. He's got a ton of class. Yeah. You know, he 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 he's well known in this community. He he he's well known, you know, not just in the LC community, but you know, he the basketball is, community. He's no well known in the basketball community. He he's also a very religious man. Yeah. You know, and maybe he realized this is not maybe the right way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I could, I, I, I could 
phrase this a little bit better or, or whatever. Not that he phrased it horribly because I don't think he did. I think he expressed exactly how they feel, how that team feels. And they're, and they're basically getting the shaft. But as he also said in that, that tweet, rules are rules. And you got to abide by the rules. And unfortunately, because of the, situa the situation, because, you know, in AI schools, they're, they're flush with money. That's just the way it goes. It's just the way it goes. You know, it's, it's just like the great Ray from Trailer Park Boys said. It's the way she goes. Sometimes she goes. Sometimes she doesn't. And that's just the way she goes. Yep, absolutely. And on the last second, the Chargers tie it up. What a game. And you know what's crazy is that these two teams tie. They're both in the playoffs. Oh God. Yep. Can I puke now or later? <laughs> yeah. We're talking we're talking about Don't, okay, the the final NFL regular season game. Do we not want to have some kind of resolution instead of them kissing each other? I I, I think it would be hilarious if they tie. It would be peak NFL twenty twenty one, quite frankly. Wouldn't it? I mean, I already lost my parlay, so we might as well. So, I mean, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Let's just end it in tie, right? Yep. All right. So, we've hit on the colleges, and quite frankly, we've blathered for about an hour, yeah. amazingly enough. But we have to hit it on the high schools. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I don't – let's start with the wrestling. I, you want to start with grappling? I think I kind of I would like You're to, in a mood. You're in a wrestling mood, aren't I'm in, you? I'm in a wrestling You're mood. You're kind of in a frisky mood, aren't you? Yeah, and you know what? Actually, I'm going to pull up I'm going to pull up some some text messages that I exchanged with um You um, actually exchanged text? Do you know what that is? Actually, I do it on Messenger because I'm not 50 years old. But you're like, you're, oh, you're, you're actually. But see, I don't fun, do it on Messenger either. Fun fact: you're the only person that I actually like text like to their phone. You're the only person I text. Really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're the only person. Do you know how to text? <laughs> well, I know. I the reason you know because of that conversation we had post uh, G. Post wreck. Yeah, post wreck. <laughs> I never know if you're mad or not because you you know when you're texting you use proper grammar, <laughs> <laughs> right? You yeah. know because the Queen's English yeah. works so well for me. Yeah. So you put periods at the end of everything, and I'm like, oh, this man's mad. <laughs> <laughs> this man is a little irritated, even though I tried to explain to him I'm not that mad. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I kind of like to deal with the proper queen's english here because well i am a journalist yeah you know i don't know maybe it's just uh meanwhile i got the i got the negative two-year-old over yeah. here yeah. doing it differently and in, in the form of tax and but, god bless him for that but uh let's start off with talking about raleigh lane raleigh lane can i just tell you something about raleigh lane what do you got to tell me about raleigh lane i am Bitterly disappointed in our in our boys. Well, now let me tell you. So I, I got an opportunity, you know, and I say an opportunity to talk to him. Like he's not one of my my good pals, but but he is your best friend. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's, the, <laughs> right. he's my he's my best friend, the assistant coach over at Lewiston. Uh, Give him a shout out, Mr. Colton Dean Jones. Let me throw a middle name in there. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but the seating for Raleigh Lane was a little skewed. Why is that? So the first piece of criteria for seeding in the tournament at Raleigh Lane is what you placed last year at the tournament. 
Not state? No. So the first piece of seeding criteria is what you placed at Raleigh the year before. Okay. So it doesn't, and so then he goes on to say it doesn't make sense. You know, he's, he's frustrated because we talked about Hoyt. In the, right, yeah. In the situation because a kid that he had beat soundly from Post Falls at Tri-State okay. ended up winning Raleigh Lane because they were on the opposite side of the bracket. So, and he never had a chance to get go against him. Yeah. Because? Because since he, the Post Falls kid, had, I think, either won Raleigh last year or gotten second. Mm-hmm. So he had gotten the first seed right. at Raleigh Lane. So Hoyt either didn't compete or didn't play time. Think, now, if I'm not mistaken, I, I what year is Hoyt? I think he's a sophomore. I think he's a sophomore or a junior. So I don't think he would have competed last year, which would have basically dinged him. It, it would have dinged him. Because he wouldn't have competed yeah. under those rules. Exactly. So the number one seed was the Post Falls kid that Hoyt had beaten already. Okay. And the, fir- the first, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth kid that were seeded were all, had all lost. Um, were all better than the Post Falls kid, according to... Uh, according to Lewiston's assistant. Yeah, according to... Uh, Colton, and he said because of the criteria, all the studs were just on one side of the bracket, on the especially in that particular, at that weight class, especially in, in that weight that weight class in particular. So, having said that, so yeah, he beat the Post Falls kid seven to zero, and the Post Falls kid, I, I guess, got teched in the finals of Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's how so having said all that, yeah. now let's let's kind of revisit this a little bit, and I'm gonna prep. I'm a, I'm gonna ask you this question: Did Hoyt Voss get screwed? Well, you know, I think I think the criteria, or is it, or or, or, or is the criteria outdated? It's outlandish. I think it's outlandish. I think it's interesting. Outland- I think it's outlandish. I mean, I think. Well, I mean, when you're dealing with multi-state tournaments, when you have so mm-hmm. many kids, I mean, that might be the only thing that you can do. I mean, uh, Tristan Bremer suffered the same fate. He was in the same deal, you know, got stuck on one stack side of the bracket. And, um, yeah, you know, I think that if you are going to see – because I think they only see it in top six. So those are, like, those kids. Right. But – if you have state champions in there and you have kids that were placing at state or you have kids that, you know, have already won major tournaments prior to this tournament, like a tri-state mm-hmm. or something like that, that should be taken into consideration. I mean, these coaches meetings, they're not short. Like these, these coaches meetings go for an hour, hour well, and a half. And, and, and let's consider this, you know, there were 80 plus teams that were in this event. Yeah. So... That meeting probably lasted all of Thursday, I'm going to assume. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they'd meet the day before, too. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking JV tournaments. but Well, yeah, no, but, yeah. I mean, in a big tournament like this, yeah, that's you know, cool you would think that, you know, they're, they're meeting the day before mm-hmm. of a two-day event like this in particular, and they're probably holed up in some 
plush hotel room in Boise mm-hmm. or plush conference room in Boise, you know, hashing out all the details. Well, so I, I'm wondering how the hell did this happen? Well, and it comes down to, because I know, you know, from talking to Colt and then, you know, talking to, because I'm, I'm really close with all my past wrestling coaches mm-hmm. that I've had, you know, when you get into a coach's room and you are doing the seating, there are all these wrestling coaches that are fighting to the bitter end. For right, for their, their own kids. kids. For their which, kids. Which is understandable. And, you know, if you have a Hoyt Voss or a Tristan Bremer who is a hammer and they have potential to win this tournament or place in this tournament, I mean, you have to fight tooth and nail for that kid. Like, you have to get that kid seated. So then explain to me what happened here. I'm, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was... Maybe it was a deal where they just, you know, I don't want to, I don't, you know, because I got a lot right, of respect. You were, and you weren't in the room either. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't in the room, and, you know, I don't, I can only, you know, assume, and, you know, you know what assuming does. Right. But, you know, I think maybe there was just maybe some more vocal coaches there, and, you know, the criteria is there, and maybe there were five, six kids that came back to this Raleigh Lane tournament that had placed the year before, and they're like, well, you know, bam, bam, bam. But why would you stack those kids on one side of the bracket? Yeah, that's, that's a whole thing. you got you got to even out that bracket, you know. I think it, was the, it comes down to the bracket makers for that one. Right. Because it's really a shame that they, they got done like that because, you know, and it also speaks volumes to the talent that was there too, because right. I mean Tristan Bremer especially, you know, he's not a walk in the park. That's that's a kid that uh, that is a great wrestler from our area, and you know for him to not even get on the not even get on the podium didn't even get on the podium, like, and you know it almost goes to make you think or even a Robert Storm yeah. You know, there are three kids from Lewiston who probably could have gotten on the podium and didn't snip it. Yeah. And, you know, and those are kids that, like, you got to think if they had maybe a more favorable side of the bracket, if, you know, they had a chance to be seated even. Because there, right. there is a chance, then it probably was what happened. I don't know 100%. I haven't, you know, seen the bracket. But, you know, they probably didn't get seated. And those kids that don't get seated, they just, they get thrown random. It's random right, yeah, there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there's a chance, you know, Hoyt and Brem might have faced the sixth seed, fifth seed, fourth seed, so sure, on, so first, sure. fourth, first, and you know, and that's a tough road. You know, you face the first seed first, and you know, you're grinding that out. Somehow you come out with a win. You got to face the second seed too, and I guarantee you that kid's not going to lay down for you. Right. And you're you're talented too, but like I mean, you're wrestling those two kids back to back. Right. And these aren't just, you know, kids These from aren't Idaho. slugs. Yeah, and they're not just from Idaho either. Right. You know, so, I mean, and, and you know, they didn't, they, they won some matches. You know, they, they went out there, I think. Yeah, and that's, and that's no slight on those kids in particular. Yeah. But, you know. Because I, you know, if anything, just knowing who those kids are and knowing how hard they wrestle, you know, you just, you expect, you know, for them to at least get on the podium and right. and when they don't, you know, you that's why I, I messaged Colton because you know you almost assume that because you something. were stu- I, I I think you were you were stunned when Bremer didn't get on the podium. I was shocked. Yeah, I remember because you know because you were talking about it. You said, 
he said none of our boys plays and i was like tristan tristan i'm like what did what did he do and then he said his record and i'm like what this is no possible way but the contrary to that because you know we don't want to talk about the boys getting slide at all podcast. Right. The girls. The girls stood out. Showed up. The girls absolutely stood out. And that's awesome. For the state of Idaho, for wrestling, for girls wrestling. And, this, and girls wrestling in this area. Yes. This is what they needed. Yeah, and I mean, this is... I mean, for something that... You know, it's just recently starting as a standalone thing. And, you know, we talk about it every podcast almost... These girls, but they deserve it. Yeah, these girls too. You know, both the Zimmermans, um, and oh, I'm blanking on the Lewis and Gal's name. Uh, jo- Jolie Slider. Yeah, her. I think you know you put them in almost any boys bracket. Caden's back from Grangeville. Those girls went up against Skyla, and, and that's and huge for a Grangeville. That's huge for a Grangeville kid to get into a finals of a Raleigh Lane tournament. That's big. Mm-hmm. That's big. I mean. It, it's the girls wrestling in this area is going to be massive in five ten years. Yep, especially if they continue to see the results that they're getting like right now. Yeah, there's going to be girls who see that and, and be like, "Well, I can do this too." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you and you love to see that, man. It's like the progression and seeing, and it's not only good for these these girls that want to come out. And wrestle. It's great for the sport of wrestling. Yep, yep, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's a sport that, you know, at the high school level, I mean, it's it's bad in the college level, significantly worse. But at the high school level, too, I mean, some programs have to just fight to stay alive, fundraising, everything in between. And, I mean, if, you know, you keep getting these Grangeville girls, Moscow girls, Lucent girls that just keep being successful, especially in the area... It's going to be huge. Potlatch girls. Yeah. You know, even the girl at Clearwater Valley, you know, you had talked about, you talked about her when you had, um, you'd done, when we had done the uh, preview and actually it was Randy who, who did the preview, Randy Isbell. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And he talked about the fact that Coach Victor Martinez was really nervous that Megan Blundell wasn't going to stick with it. And what does she do? What did she do this weekend? You know, she she went one and two, but she was a respectable one and two at Raleigh Lane. You win a match at Raleigh Lane, that's big. Mm-hmm. I think my combined. I went to Raleigh Lane sophomore, junior, senior year. I think combined at Raleigh, I may have won three matches. <laughs> you know, so, you sucked, didn't yeah, you? I was terrible. You know, below average. The best I ever did in wrestling was. My senior year coming one match short of placing at state. But, yeah, you know, Raleigh is no joke. That's the toughest tournament these kids are going to compete at all year. Yep. And it's a great measuring stick for state. And especially for these girls, man. I mean, girls wrestling state is going to be probably be off the than, chain. Probably more entertaining than It's state. probably going to be off the chain. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, especially for our kids in our area, you know. I mean... You see a Skyla Zimmerman. You see you see a Kira Zimmerman. You know a Jolie Flyer. You know a Kaylee. Um, Kaylee. Uh, Haley McNeil. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Haley McNeil. You know you see these kids and, and they're just like they're just dominating. It's it's kind of amazing 
the growth, excuse me, the growth of girls wrestling in this area in a short amount of time. Yeah, and it's awesome too because of how many states were competing at Raleigh and to see like these Idaho gals go out there and kick some butt. No, that's, that's, it's great. And, and they're going to get another test this weekend, in fact. You know, they're going to the Jaybird. All, all of our area kids are going to the Jaybird Invitational down at Columbia and Nampa. I mean, it's the, it's the originator, the original girls wrestling tournament in this state. It's been going on since 2018. It, it, the first year it had 22 teams. This year it's got 101 that's awesome. 101. That's awesome. That makes me smile. That's awesome. You know, and, and every every kid from our area is going to be participating in this tournament. And it's just amazing to see the growth of the sport in that short of time span. Yeah, and I mean, this is, especially with the tournament that's going to be going on, that tournament right there, that's going to be a burner. I mean, there's going to be... Again, that's going to be a, a measuring stick, a second measuring stick for those kids when they go to the girls' the girls state meet this year. Yeah. And, I mean, there's probably going to be a rematch. Uh, Zimmerman and... Oh! Yeah. You think there's going to be a Zimmerman-Beck rematch, huh? 100%. That's going to... That, they, they've... Uh, I talked to Amos on the phone when he uh, called that in and... You know they've they've been wrestling together for a long time, so yep. they're, they're they're friends, but they're also rivals. Right. You know, so they they take one from each other. Friendly rivals. Yeah, they take one from each other, and they just they go back and forth. And I mean, this right here at probably the biggest girls wrestling tournament in the area. That's not you know the state tournament. That this this is one that those two are going to remember for a long time, and they're both going to fight really hard to make it to that point. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Transition over to to basketball. And, you know, as far as a recap of things that went on this week, um, high school-wise, you know, from what I had gone and seen, I think there's two or three major things that I want to touch on before we dive into what's going on this week. This football game is absolutely insane. This game's on crack, folks. <laughs> yeah, my my parlay is long gone. I had your 49... parlay's long gone, but if you like the entertainment value, yeah, it, it's certainly there. I had under forty nine that we are currently and at we're 64. at sixty four. Yeah, we're at sixty four, and we still have four and a half to go. Should have picked the over. Should have picked the over. The tie is realistic here. And this this isn't play. <laughs> it really is. Oh, but, God. <laughs> but high school basketball, the things that um, I want to hit on before we dive into what is coming up this week. Um, I already said it in the beginning. Congratulations to Barger and Asher Kai on hitting 1,000 points this week. Huge, yep. huge accomplishment. Also, this will be coming out uh, tomorrow, right? The we'll, we'll have it out late tonight, but probably more often, you know, more people will probably see it tomorrow on Monday. But the the second. The oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we had a feature on Colfax's John Lustig in the paper this week, and the podcast will actually be out at noon on Monday, so please tune in to that. Yeah. Where Trevin goes in-depth with one of our area's best players for about 30 minutes. They go head-to-head, and, well, you know, 
Coach Reese Jenkins said, told uh, Trevin that you'll be lucky to get five words out of the kid. Well, oh, we got a half hour out of him. Oh, yeah. we And let me tell you, too, I – I really enjoyed this conversation with him because we did we did talk about you know basketball and what you know what's driving him to be you know the athlete that he is but you know we talked about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. And oh talked, really? Yeah. We really? Talked, I did not hear that part of it. Yeah, we talked about LeBron James. Okay, so who Jordan. does he think? He thinks what I think, and I. And think who's that? LeBron James. No! 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 And that was probably about 100 no's. But, okay, as much as I love LeBron because, well, he was a Cav first, and he brought home a title to the Cavs. To Believe Land. It, yeah, exactly. And where, and where is Believe Land? It's in Ohio. Bam. There, yeah, there's the Ohio drop. <laughs> Michael Jordan, head and shoulders, the best basketball player on the face of the earth. And, you know, he was so – and that's the funny part, too. You're going to have to tune in. He was very hesitant to say LeBron because I think he thought that I was going to go for Michael Jordan. But I told, really? I told him to say it with his chest because I was going to agree with him. And he was very <laughs> – uh, it's very thankful for that. But, yeah, tune in uh, tomorrow, tomorrow on Monday. And, you know – 12 o'clock sharp, folks. It's going to go up. 12 o'clock sharp for a good 30-minute conversation with me and uh, John Lustig. It's, it's a good one. Also, something else I want to talk about. Um, Cameo. Oh, yeah, I kind of wanted to bring Cameo up myself, too. Yeah, and, you know. I'm glad you did. Cameo, boys basketball, was a team that I think me and Dawn both spent a lot of time in the office talking about, you know, a realistic you know, not a team because uh, Lapway is just so head and shoulders. But a decent yeah, threat. A decent threat, right? So we had talked about that, and they went to some Christmas tournament. It was New Plymouth. Yeah, New Plymouth. And, you know, they, they, they dropped some games there. And, you know, sometimes for some teams, that is a good sign. But maybe not for teams. Maybe not here in this instance because. They've come back into league play, and they lost twice. And granted, they lost to Lapway. <coughs> and they competed. Me. That was expected, but they competed. But then they dropped a stunner Saturday night at Logos. Yep. Logos, a team that's only played five games all year. You know, what is going on here? It's um, as fast know. as they rose. I kind of feel like it's as fast as their stock is dropping. I haven't, I haven't heard from Aaron Skinner in a long time, and I'm starting to get a little nervous. You know, from from his well being. So we they they may, they may be in the poll this week when it comes out on Tuesday, but they very well may not be. Because they've lost four or five games and they they're dropping like a rock right now. And I'm I'm very interested when districts comes around to see how that that unfolds. Because I think there there is real. We we all know that Lapway is going to be the one. Yeah, but I mean the the rest of the the rest of the tournaments what you watch for for the uh, I guess you know as a. 
And right now, Cami is sitting at three and two as of, as of this podcast. They are in fourth place. They dropped from second to fourth this week. That's uh, how fast they fell, man. Yeah. yeah. Lapway. I mean, I'm sorry, Prairie. Steady as she goes, man. Steady as she goes. And we and you know that's funny too because we had talked about that a couple weeks ago. We we're like, Kamii is on the rise. Prairie. Kamii, Kamii, Kamii. And well, here we are. Here we are. Prairie being Prairie. Yeah, and maybe we should start being Logos, 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 maybe. Well, yes, <laughs> yes and no. I mean... Roman up, Rock, man. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, they've only played five games yeah. in comparison to, you know, let's see, Lapway playing 11, Prairie playing 9, Cameo playing 10. Yeah, it's... It's not yeah. a good judge quite yet. I'm not necessarily sold on Logos, but, I mean... As of right now, hey, they're in third place. You know, celebrate them for what they are right now. Mm-hmm. But I I don't see it happening at the end of the year. I I think it's I, I think you're gonna have Lapway at the one, Prairie at the two, Kamii at the three. Very standard and, stuff. And I think that's probably the way it's gonna shake out in the one uh, D one state you know uh, state poll. Throw a Grace, throw a Victory Charter, you know, those teams in there. I mean, Kimmy not, might not be ranked in the state poll at the end of at the end of the regular season, but they're going to be, I still think, you know, 10, 11, 12 wins here and there. You know, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be decent and they're going to be a threat. They're going to be a threat in, in the district tournament, but right now, ooh. Even though Kamei is dropping these games, Kamei is still a team that you don't want to play. No, yeah. you don't want to play him because he, you know, you don't know what Kamei you're gonna get. Right. Well, and, and David Clute, he's the he's the real deal. He's the real deal. And finally, to recap the week, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Lewiston here. Mainly, well, actually, I, I want to touch on on the boys and the girls. Starting off with the boys, big league victory, and I think. With them really showing their stuff the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned it in the story. They're getting these marginal victories. And I told you before. They had been getting marginal victories, yes. Before, no question. Beforehand, you know, even when we had Jason on on the podcast, we kind of talked to him about that. We're like, man, you know, you're you're winning by six points, four points. You know, when are you finally going to turn the corner? And, they're, and break out. And they're starting to do that. <coughs> you know, and it's right when they really need to do that. I mean, post falls yep. right now. Bottom of the 5A Inland Empire League. Right. But still, that's still, you know, a post-falls team. And inside the Inland Empire League, these are all, you know, they're all going to beat the crap out of each other. Yep. That's, just, that's just the way it goes. Yep. It, it, it's a brutal league every uh, night in, night out. No yeah. question. And as far as the girls go, man, I was, ups- I, I was just like, I was upset to see the regression from the Avista Tournament to what I saw then. Lewiston's girls is a big question mark right now. Because I thought, you know, like you said, I thought maybe, you know, they turned the corner when they played post balls for the Avista title. Then I looked at what they did yesterday, Saturday, against them again. And I'm just like, what happened? Yeah, you know, it was, it's, it's a battle because it was nice to see that they still are continuing to get people involved. No, yeah, yes. absolutely. But Katie Wessels had a hard night, probably her worst night 
of the season. season. Yeah. yeah. So they couldn't have both. And you know, if they have a game where they can have both, they can they can you know start getting things together. But you know, it's unfortunate. Katie is a senior, and you know it's probably the last. Who raw they got? You, you cannot have Katie Wessels going four for nineteen and everybody else not producing. Yeah, we've said this in the office on more than one occasion. You've got to have Katie Wessels going off for fifteen, sixteen, and you've got to have kids like an Annika Uren, a an Emily Collins, um, you know, kids like that, be able to score ten points on a nightly basis to be able to be competitive. Yeah. In, in, in this conference. Yeah. All the and way. we're not going to have a tie. The Raiders are the going Raiders to The Raiders are going to playoffs and knocked out the cheap Chargers. That's awesome. I was pulling for the Raiders if my my bet didn't hit. Hey, I didn't know, but my bet, if you didn't, I don't know if you knew, but my bet didn't hit. I don't know if I've mentioned it. No, nah, you've only mentioned it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. And we advocate gambling here <laughs> on this podcast, apparently. Yeah, my bookies sponsor us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, mostly as far as basketball goes, as much as I want to recap, as far as a look ahead, um, I think the biggest thing. The biggest thing probably happens later Monday. Yep. You know, when later you've got today. the doubleheader, uh, Lewiston Moscow playing at uh, Idaho Central uh, Credit Union Arena. Awesome. Um, that's kind of a big deal that the athletic directors pulled that together. Um, and bully for them for doing it. You know, uh, there was a uh, girls basketball game between the two that was postponed earlier in the season. And the two athletic directors, Corey Williams and Lance Abedroth, decided, hey, let's just try to pull this off and let's make it a one, one big thing and see if we can get together with the uh, U, with U of I and, and pull this off. And they did. And tonight, you know, uh, 6 o'clock uh, Monday, 8 o'clock Monday, you know, girls start at 6 Boys start at 8. Get your tickets and be there, man. Yeah. I mean, it should be a... It'll be a lot of fun for those kids to play in that college arena. Yeah, it's a brand new arena. Um, it's beautiful on the inside, too. Let me tell I mean, Lewiston, too. It's going to be like these kids when Lewiston High School first came in playing on the new hardwood. I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be a similar feeling to that. And... Um, you know, the girls' game should be interesting. That should be an interesting battle between yep. Moscow's uh, girls. And, you know, Lewis and, and Moscow boys, I think, you know, it's one of those games that, you know, I think tips in Lewiston's favor, but, you know, Moscow scores a lot of points. But Lewiston's, They have that capability, absolutely, yes. Lewiston's defense, you know, can... Can Lewiston's defense show up? Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's one that I, I'm looking forward to. I would have been... Uh, covering this one, but you know, like we said earlier, the old Jeep. I <laughs> don't know if that can make it up the Lewiston Hills. So we got Cody on the case. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that's going to do it for yeah, episode Yeah, I, I think we've pretty much hit everything that we could hit and then some. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of then some tonight. The Chargers Raiders game basically gave you our reactions to yeah. that throughout yeah. the game. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys again for tuning in. You know, another day, another podcast, another no cancellations. Thank God the Nielsen ratings still say that we're good. Hey, there we go. We always like to see that. <coughs> if you want, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Treeb Talks. And Don, take the rest away from here. You can follow us at Lewiston Tribune Sports at L at Lou 
uh, Trev underscore sports, and you can follow me at Waldo9939. Yeah, they're, uh, as I always say. Have they found you? No, they haven't found me yet, but I'm sure they will find me sometime, some year, someday. Yeah, so, they're gonna they're gonna find out. Yeah, where some, you're at. Yeah, huh, uh, who knows where I'll be at? You know, come this time next week. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. All righty, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And who is the podcast sponsored by again? This podcast is sponsored by Endland360.com. And if you want a sponsored podcast, and you're a business and you're listening, let please us know. don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, please don't hesitate to reach out. We're looking for it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. As always, you guys have a great rest of your day.